Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have results from this year's corn yield competition. Also, Glendalee Allen Wasser will chat with CCA's Executive Vice President, Dennis Laycraft. And up first in today's country comment, we'll celebrate Canada's Agriculture Day. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Today is Canada's Agriculture Day. Jennifer Dick is with the Manitoba Canola Growers Association. You know, farmers take pride in growing safe, affordable food for our tables. What a great day for all of us to celebrate our farmers. Um, you know, they are thanking us as consumers for choosing canola for our kitchens. And let's, you know, create a meal. Let's cook together. We will be at various co-op stores around the province, so in Winnipeg and also in Western Manitoba. You can find a full listing at canolaeatwell.com on where to find us. We'll be handing out reusable shopping bags, recipe booklets, encouraging you to purchase you know, Canadian ingredients, Manitoba ingredients like canola oil. And then we'd love for you to go home, make a meal using ingredients, take a picture, share online. So hopefully we'll see you on Tuesday or you'll be celebrating in your kitchens at home. Yeah, and I guess um, just talk a little bit about the the benefits of um, you know just cooking with local local canola. You know, it's really easy to kind of forget about some of these core ingredients in our pantry, like canola oil, and recognizing that they are Canadian. They are our local choice. It's a really simple ingredient to purchase. You can buy it at any store, any size bottle, any brand, and know that you're supporting our Manitoba farmers. Canola Award of Excellence. We had a, a chef here um, receive the award this year. You know, any any thoughts on on that? Yeah. So Chef Med Bell has been, uh, you know, he's been an advocate for canola oil and Canadian farmers for years. And so, what an amazing opportunity to be able to reward somebody and recognize somebody outside of our agriculture industry for their contribution to, you know, connecting farmers to all of us that are are eating their ingredients. And so, you know, it's a really special moment to be able to recognize someone like Ned and he is really proud to be out there and he's done TV work and workshops for us uh, promoting the use of canola oil and many other Canadian grown ingredients. Check out canolaeatwell.com. We also have a video there that's featuring farmers from our prairie provinces and, and one local here from Manitoba that is talking about, you know, why they take pride in growing their their ingredients and why they are proud to be farmers farming in a sustainable manner. So I encourage you to check that out as well. That was Jennifer Dick with the Manitoba Canola Growers Association celebrating Canada's Agriculture Day. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Today, the federal government announced funding of up to $182.7 million for 12 recipient organizations to deliver the On-Farm Climate Action Fund across Canada. The Manitoba Association of Watersheds will receive up to $40 million to help farmers to adopt and deploy climate solutions across Manitoba and Saskatchewan in the area of rotational grazing, nitrogen management, and cover cropping. Activities supported through the fund are expected to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by up to 2 million tonnes by the year 2024. Keystone Agricultural Producers is welcoming the province's review of the education funding model. Here's CAP President Bill Campbell something that CAP has brought to the government's attention for a number of years and we're encouraged and view it as positive that they have announced their funding review team and uh, acknowledge that there needs to be conversation with regards to education funding in Manitoba. CAP is reiterating its call for the continued removal of education property taxes from farm property in budget 2022. 
Today is Canada's Agriculture Day. Jennifer Dick is with the Manitoba Canola Growers Association. Farmers take pride in growing safe, affordable food for our tables. What a great day for all of us to celebrate our farmers. Um, you know, they are thanking us as consumers for choosing canola oil for our, for our kitchens. And let's, you know, create a meal. Let's cook together. And the Manitoba Crop Alliance has awarded six students with bursaries valued at $2,000 each. The recipients are George Megason from Goodlands, Jada Ricard from Balder, Joelle Little from McConnell, Nicole Jonk from Brussels, Simon Hodson from Lenore, and Taylor Much from Crystal City. The MCA bursary program was established this year and intends to assist with the financial needs of students who are enrolled in a post-secondary agricultural program within the province. MCA received 14 applications and six bursaries were presented last week during the group's virtual annual general meeting. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Tuesday, February 22nd. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glendalee Allen Wasser will chat with the CCA's Executive Vice President, Dennis Laycraft. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association is pleased to see progression on a future Canada-United Kingdom free trade agreement. Glendalee Allen Wasser talked with the CCA's Executive Vice President, Dennis Laycraft, to find out more about that market and the importance of an FTA. To begin with, fill us in on the United Kingdom as far as market and, and potential that we see there. Uh, the UK is a, a pretty interesting market for us. It's one of the highest value markets in terms of you know what we get per, per kg of what we sell them. And that's a, an area where they have had some of the higher prices uh, in Europe, uh, since Brexit, and when we get into that market, we see you know a very good demand for our high-quality grain-fed beef, um, and we've seen you know some challenges getting in there because of some of the carryover of uh, the difficult procedures that the EU had set up. And you know, if we get those resolved, we think it could be a really good growth market for us. What kind of numbers have we seen move into the UK previously? You know, it's been more modest and they're a little hard to break out. Uh, interestingly enough, just the way the system works, a lot of product flows in through Rotterdam and then flows into Europe. But, you know, I think we've been sort of, you know, normally in that sort of $16 million uh, kind of a peak. And we believe we can certainly grow that market, but it, it does come back to having the ability to uh, get cattle approved uh, more more readily like we are for the, in the rest of the world. So talk to us about the importance of this free trade agreement and what you want to see in it. You know, I'll kind of start with where we began uh, when Brexit occurred. There was a lot of different agreements that the UK had to get. So we ended up with what was called a transitional agreement to keep the market open. And what they did was basically just overlay all of the existing requirements that uh, came about as a result of seed of the comprehensive economic trade agreement with, with Europe. And we have quite a few problems with how difficult the procedures are there. So we're we're looking at, you know, the flip side is the CPTPP, 
uh, which came into force in force um, a couple of years ago. And, you know, we've had just tremendous growth in markets where you know, there's a more science-based approach to uh, the requirements. You get systems approval instead of plant-by-plant plant approval. Just a whole range of things like that, which really kind of create it as kind of the the gold standard of ambition in terms of trade agreements, where CETA is the opposite of that. So we want to see something more along the the CPTPP line of things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're we're pretty confident. You know, moving forward, and there's a good mark. You know, the UK's been sending quite a bit of beef to Canada, too. Albeit, it tends to move more into our manufacturing trade. So there's there's a potential. You know, we could have a win-win here. You know that product that comes in typically competes with Australia, New Zealand, Uruguay in particular, where, you know, we compete at that very high end of the market over there. And, you know, one of the issues is, you know, they they have, in the EU, they have a very politicized system where they have a food safety authority, but every time there's any change, it has to be voted on in Parliament, which is you know, different than the rest of the world where food safety is should be science-based and not politicized at the end. So we want to make sure moving forward we have a predictable system. Canada has one of the, uh, the, the strongest veterinary infrastructures in the world, and our food safety systems are rated amongst the very best in the world. So we're looking for getting systems approval, which would, by doing that, every plant becomes eligible to export to that market. They recognize all of you know the food safety interventions that we've approved in Canada not trying to go through one line at a time which you know we've done with the European Union and you know by doing that we'll have a lot more cattle eligible and a lot more plants willing uh, to process to go to that market so what is your understanding of just where negotiations are at this point how close are we to to seeing a deal made? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, I've sort of spelled out kind of our our you know sixty thousand foot, if you like, uh, objectives in it. You know, the, the real critical negotiations start to get down to more line by line negotiations and dialing in on some of the principles. You know, I think there's a fair bit of motivation at the. They would also like to get into the CPTPP. So it almost they require Canada's agreement as one of the signatories to CPTPP. So I think there's uh, motivation on the UK side to, to move this. And, you know, there's the intent to get it done within a year. Hopefully that it, that is the case. You know, trade negotiations are are, you know, typical, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of discussion. And then, you know, in the 11th hour and 59th minute is when most of the work, the final decisions are, are made. So I wouldn't expect this to be any different, but uh, 
I think there's motivation to get it done, you know, within that time period. That's Dennis Laycraft, the Executive Vice President of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Canola Growers is hosting a pair of webinars this week. Tomorrow, a webinar will take place entitled Policy in Your Farm, Navigating Grain Contracts. And on Thursday, the focus will be a pesticide update with a herbicide focus. Farm Credit Canada presents the Women Entrepreneur Summit in a virtual setting March 8th. Visit the FCC website for details. Marmac Farms and Guest Bowl Sale is scheduled for March 9th at the farm near Brandon. Sale gets underway at 1 p.m. Visit marmacfarms.net. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Tuesday afternoon, the Manitoba Crop Alliance has released results of its annual corn yield competition. Here's agronomist Morgan Cott. Baker Community Farms got first place again this year using um, DeKalb 3337 um, in that field, and they got 300.3 bushels an acre there. Um, and Second place was close by with 299.2 bushels an acre, which went to Taves Family Enterprises in McGregor, and they had gotten first last year, so they got moved down just a little bit. And then third place was Oak Ridge Holdings out of Rosa, which was their first time entering ever, um, and they had 274 bushels an acre, all different varieties, of course. How did these uh, results compare to uh, previous years? Last year, these they were much lower. I think that last year the winning one was 281.9 bushels an acre, actually. So we had about 20 um, bushel increase. And so generally the numbers were all higher, but there was a broad range. I think the lowest um, yield this year was 174 bushels. So from 174 up to 300.3 is pretty significant. Were you surprised at all uh, with, with some of these higher numbers? Yeah, I wasn't expecting there to be much pickup this year. Actually, it started off really slowly, and then the bags just got heavier and heavier. So I could tell that there were some really nice areas in the province that got some good rains. And, of course, there was a little bit of irrigation this year, um, which was great for the farmers that were able to do that. But, uh, yeah, I just definitely was surprised. This 300.3 bushels is the second highest yield we've gotten through the corn competition. 306.4 is the record. Is Baker usually near the near the top, or...? Yep, they've yep. been in the top five for sure for the last 10 years, I'm going to say, 10 or 11 years. Um, they've, this is their eighth time winning um, in that amount of time, actually. They won once in 1988. Um, I was just looking at this information today with someone else because they've really done well in these big drought years. So 1988, they won with 147 bushels, and um, several times in the last 10 years, they've also one, so they do really well. Do you see, uh, as far as varieties, is it is it kind of, are there certain ones that uh, farmers stick to, or is it kind of a wide range there? You know, this year there were a lot of hybrids that I hadn't seen in the past, and um, but there's a lot of hybrids that are sort of tested and true for producers. Um, a lot of these longer season hybrids that really work for some people are, are sticking around the last few years in the competition. But um, generally, I think the winners usually push it 
a little bit with the, the season of their hybrids. So I think that's how they achieve these great yields. They just get a little bit more out of them. What does the winner get? So the winner wins $1,000, which is donated from the winning seed company, which would be Bayer this year. And they get a wall plaque as the top five um, yields all get a wall plaque. And they also get their nameplate on the corn competition trophy, and they'll get to um, have possession of it for the next year. That was Morgan Cott with the Manitoba Crop Alliance giving us results of this year's Manitoba Crop Alliance Corn Yield Competition. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Canada's Agriculture Day is being celebrated today. Jennifer Dick is with the Manitoba Canola Growers Association. We will be at various co-op stores around the province, so in Winnipeg and also in western Manitoba. You can find a full listing at canolaeatwell.com on where to find us. We'll be handing out reusable shopping bags, recipe booklets, encouraging you to purchase you know, Canadian ingredients, Manitoba ingredients like canola oil. And then we'd love for you to go home, make a meal using ingredients, take a picture, share online. Keystone Agricultural Producers is reiterating its call for the continued removal of education property taxes from farm property in Budget 2022. Here's CAP President Bill Campbell. We would like to see education funding removed from property taxes and the education funded through other uh, streams of of revenue as it is done in, in other provinces in Canada whether or not the review finds those particular abilities. But I believe that it is a, a really strong consideration for the government that they have brought this forward as an issue and as a situation that needs to be talked about by all citizens of Manitoba. CAP is welcoming the province's announcement of a team to review and develop a new model of education funding for implementation in the 2023-24 school year. And results have been announced for the 2021 Manitoba Crop Alliance Corn Yield Competition. Baker Community Farms of McGregor took top spot this year with 300.3 bushels per acre. A close second was Taves Family Enterprise of McGregor with 299.2 bushels per acre. Third place went to Oak Ridge Holdings of Roselle with 274 bushels per acre. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll hear from Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.